and welcome back to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. Hey. hey. And tonight, we come to you in our best cameo chokers and severe bobs from Manhattan's Sliver Building, where we just had weepy character development sex with our pervy landlord. Hi. By now you know the drill around here, central air conditioning, an absolutely terrific kitchen, and a queer read of some of your favorite scary movies and thrillers. But guys, this week, some new tenants moved into our sexy, <laughs> sexy building. So let's be good neighbors and give them a warm sliver welcome by breaking to their apartments with a telescope and hugging them with our legs. <laughs> All right, let's give them a proper welcome. Together, they host, they co-host the hit Earwolf pod, Homophilia, which if you haven't listened to yet, what are you waiting for? Seriously? It's of, yeah, it's full of hilarious and thoughtful conversations with some of your favorite queer people, artists, and otherwise. One is a writer whose recent TV credits include Heather's and Bajillion Dollar Properties. He's currently showrunning a pilot he created for Pop TV called Ride or Die. Please welcome Matt McConkie. Wow, that is the finest intro I have ever heard in my life. I'm blown away. The other is most recently the author of the memoir Party of One, a comedian and television host who has hosted shows for MTV, CBS, Bravo, Comedy Central, EFX, and Ovation, uh, to name a few. Recently named one of NPR's 10 favorite pop culture personalities, he is an editor-at-large for Esquire.com. Please welcome the one, the only, Dave Holmes. Hi, Woo! y'all. Hi, Happy Dave. to be here. Hi, Matt. Hey. I for... didn't know that Dave was a t- top 10 favorite personality. <laughs> it was like feel... years ago. But I'll, I'll still, die out on it forever. It stays in the bio. I feel yeah. proud of yeah. you for that. Thank you. That's one accolade I wasn't aware That's of. That's a meal you. you always eat, for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, guys. We're oh. really big fans. So really, And when you guys picked this movie, we were like, oh, <gasps> kismet. Yeah. It's fate. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody it's, grew up on it except for Brendan. Brennan and <laughs> that's correct. Right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. else. Brennan, so Brennan was a virgin. Formative I literally time. grew yeah. my clit on it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to kick the door down yeah. today. It, what, what year did it come? Was it 93? Okay, so I was 21, 22. So I didn't grow up on it, but it did. It aged me. <laughs> and did you <laughs> see it in a theater? No. Did I see it in a theater? I, I might so. have seen it in a theater. Yeah, I mean, if you're 21. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our main event, uh, what we like to generally do is just sort of give a general discussion of what we maybe tea time, maybe been watching, reading, listening to sure. lately that we'd like to share with listeners. So okay. anybody want to kick us off? Nay, Michael, Dave, Matt? I mean, it's your house. It's your Blum house. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I uh, During the rainy weekend, I... For some reason, when it rains, because it doesn't rain much here, I always get in like a deep slasher dive. Mm-hmm. So I watched Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. Oh, oh. they're both oh. on HBO right now. So Naked Jeff Fahey with those lamps in Psycho 3. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a stud. I didn't. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, yeah. There uh, is no God. I mean, Diana Scarwood at her, her heart. Scarwittiest. She is. Really, um, she was actually a pretty good movie. I, 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 I enjoy the shit too. out of both of them. Psycho 3 is like... It's Be so very stupid. careful with what you say about Psycho 3. I, I like Psycho 3. It's completely stupid. <laughs> I can live with that. Yeah, can you live with that? <laughs> yes. uh, also, director Kat Shea, also featured nice. in one yes. of her, I think, last acting roles as uh, the sorority sister who dies on a toilet. <laughs> oh. Wait. Yeah, really? That's uh, her? I'm pretty sure that's her, yeah. What that. a way and, to go. And Psycho 3 uh, is directed know. by Anthony Perkins. Yes, it is. Which is 
pretty wild. It is pretty wild. Well, and that's what I was going to ask if he was involved in two or three, because I know I saw these as a kid, but I don't know. Yeah, remember. he's in actually all four of them. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. And heavily involved. It, and is it the cat shade that went on to direct uh, Poison Ivy? Carrie 2? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine just saw that, and I haven't. I've never seen it. But a detail that he told me, which makes me laugh, is it's twenty years after the events of yep. Carrie, mm-hmm. and Amy Irv- Irving is now a high school guidance counselor, and she takes so when she <laughs> yeah. goes to the house to Carrie's house mm-hmm. that like that Carrie burned down, yep. and it's still smoldering. <laughs> uh, it's literally been twenty years, and so is the high school. Okay. No, that's what. Yeah. That's what. That's yeah. what. Yeah. The, so the, the remains of the high school yeah, yeah. continue to smolder. They're still smoldering. They didn't like. They didn't like take any of the wreckage away. It's amazing. I believe yeah. it. It's the Simpsons it's... tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. Um, I went to the movies and I saw a documentary that I said probably maybe one of the most horrifying experiences I've had in a theater in a while. To, uh, in a while, it's an Oscar knocking out Oscar nominated doc. Called Free Solo. Has anybody heard of this? I've movie? heard of oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay. If you can catch it. it in IMAX and you love pain and, and hate heights, <laughs> just like go see <laughs> it. Terrible. It is about uh, Alex Honnold, who is uh, one of the world's foremost, if not the most, uh, foremost free solo mountain climbers, who essentially trains to climb thousand upon thousand uh, elevation heights with uh, no rope, nothing. Mm. Um, just his no hands and, and shoes and um, some powder. And um, <laughs> the cinematography of this movie is powder. spectacular. It is stunning. It's absolutely worth seeing in IMAX if you can catch it. I know they re-released yeah. it. Um, and uh, I just spent the entire movie just swearing at the screen. I wow. just cursed at, just out loud, at just absolutely just nauseous, but thoroughly glad I saw it because it really is a, an astonishing story. I don't think I could see that. What was it called again? Free Solo. Free Solo. Two of her heights. Yeah. So recommend. It's <laughs> a, a good recommendation. And I hear you and I know I'd have the same experience, which yeah. is why I won't be seeing it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I appreciate the recommendation. <laughs> well, I watched all of Russian Doll. I loved it. Yeah. That's I, my I did the <laughs> first two and I loved it and it made me both miss smoking cigarettes and also so glad I Oof. so grossed out. It's just, I feel like Natasha Leone was like, I want to do a show where I just could fucking smoke the whole time. <laughs> and that was where they, that was the yeah. you know, seed. That was the pitch. I would watch yeah. her do anything. She's anything great. at all. Yeah. Now I, I want watch. a cigarette. Yeah. I haven't smoked in the longest time, but I miss it. <laughs> I miss it bad this week. Yeah. What's that? I don't at all. Really? It's the weirdest thing. I loved it when I smoked, and now I don't miss it at all. Very strange. I miss I it when I have really there. stressful weeks. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I could use like 30. Hmm. But. Yeah. <laughs> Any other takers before we move on? Anybody um, else want cigarettes? No. <laughs> not at all. I am. <clears throat> I'm going back through various Apple TV apps into things that I watched in the 80s. Um, There is a Night Flight app, Mm. um, and it's subscription-based. You pay like three bucks a month, worth every penny. They will – it's the whole catalog of films they used to show on Night Flight, um, aside from, ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains, which they used to play every other week, and I'm dying to see again. Um, But it's also just full episodes of Night Flight. So you get – in some cases, along with the videos and the raps and all that, you get the commercials. Oh, no way. Uh, and then also a friend of mine and I uh, recently went down a Shout Factory Apple TV app of uh, Fridays, 
the uh, the the like ABC the SNL yeah, yeah okay. uh, SNL competition that aired on Friday nights with Michael Richards and yeah. uh, and Larry David, and it is real bad, but it's fascinating. <laughs> it's like really fascinatingly bad. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of watching those over did, and over again. I don't you, want it to be 2019. Did you? What do you mean? Why? Yeah. Uh, did you see the uh, documentary on Hulu about the Dana Carvey show? Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that one. And then. God, I love failed sketch comedy shows like The Edge. Do you remember The oh Edge? Oh, my God, yes. yes. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Edge was great. I remember what was their thing? Like, on The Edge. Oh. I don't know if you know that you're in the room with the number one Faniston uh, on planet Earth. I, I, although I say I'm the number one Faniston, but I've never seen The Edge. I'm familiar with The Edge, of course. It is. It must exist online somewhere. It has to, right? <laughs> YouTube? Bits and pieces must exist. There must be wreckage of it on <laughs> somewhere. YouTube. I'm yeah. sure she's tried to bury it, but unsuccessfully. What's your favorite Aniston piece of work. Oh God, uh, I've never met a Faniston. I mean, I would say. I mean, I, I, obviously, Friends. Leprechaun. I, you know, I can go back to time. Have you guys talked about Leprechaun? No, wow. not yet. I, I, well, I actually have not gone back and seen it since I was a child. But favorite? I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of not good ones. But <laughs> Friends with Money That's is a the good one. Yeah, good one. And and Cake. She was great in cake. Yeah, she's real good in that. Have you ever met her? Sort of. I, uh, I you, when I moved here, I, you know, what Merrick's in West Hollywood is a uh-huh. Tex-Mex. I'm sure you, that, in the mid 2000s that was the spot. Early 2000s, yeah. and that was the heyday. F- season ten of Friends. She, <laughs> Louis Rattel always says that's when hair was a parenthesis. That's how yeah, he describes the, um, oh my, my favorite thing amazing. ever about that aesthetic. You know, like she and Courtney Cox both had. Anyway. So I would see her there hanging out at, on the, the this little patio a couple times. There was one time where she was staring at me, and I was a, I was trying to be a normal person and not look and not stare at her. And I'm like, Shh, well, I, I, eventually I got to make eye contact because she's feeling this. Like, this, it's on. We are going to be friends. And finally I just had to, like, fully look at her after so long of avoiding, you know, eye contact and be like, Hey, <laughs> and she goes, "Can I have a cigarette?" Because I was smoking, and I was like, "Yes!" I and I just grabbed them cigarettes. from my friend and like threw them at her. And she was with Catherine Keener, and she was like, wow. "Can she have one too?" I was like, "Please, um, okay." <laughs> Can I have the bus when you're done? <laughs> and then she, well, then she, her assistant came and brought her her merit ultralights, and she was like, "Oh, give some to those guys. They were so nice. They gave us some." And he, and we were like, "Thank you so much." I can't believe I didn't save it. Mm. I smoked it up. <laughs> a guy I dated used to do her hair. Oh, wow. And said she was like, <clears throat> I think it was when her and Justin first got together like years ago and said they were both pretty amazing people. Oh, oh, that's she, true. Did you yeah. date Chris McMillan? No. Someone okay. that worked for him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I pitched a movie to her once mm. and um, her house is really white. And um, and even had a like a white dog that walked through and was kind of like <laughs> and like just kind of walked away and knew where it he was lived. like no 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 I'm not for petting like kind of <laughs> vibe and um, but she yeah she she kind of just has a very easygoing incredibly friendly manner and she was so beautiful I thought if you made her cry it would be like smart water like there was just she <laughs> was immaculate and um she's uh, very nice she's a perfect human guys let's just say it she's a perfect human <laughs> she's you know what jen this one's for you this jen is now called <laughs> attack of the fantasy yeah. completely attack of the fantasy podcast <laughs> right 
reluctant Wait. friend of the pod. <laughs> Mark. Yes. I know you desperately want to hear about the continuation of my La Llorona marathon. You're allowed to talk about one La Llorona movie I have per one. week. Okay. I have one. You pick, choose wisely. I will. Also, my boyfriend, who is Mexican, criticized me for not rolling my R's when I said Llorona. And he always gets mad when I overpronounce things and he calls me like a pretentious tool. So uh-huh. I just can't win with him, I guess. Um, but anyway. <laughs> it's a fine line. Yeah. It's a fine line. <laughs> it really is. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I'm doing anyway. Best. I watched a movie from 1960 called, guess what, La Llorona. Oh. Um, It's basically a remake of the 33 one, which, as you all remember, um, was (laughs) about, like... like, a subscription to something. (laughs) (laughs) It's about an indigenous woman who's kind of cheated by, like, a kind of conquistador Spanish guy in favor of a Spanish woman, and it's kind of like her murdering her children in a rage and then murdering all of their, like, the generation's firstborn from all the his... uh, progeny so this is kind of a similar story but like way more beautiful um the middle the second act of this movie which is the flashback to how she became la llorona is really stunning there's this part right after she you know stabs her children to death it's you know it's a fun topic um where the crowd in (laughs) there there's like an angry mob (laughs) come on there's an there's an angry mob in the town square and they find out about her misdeeds and they start clawing at her and the camera just stays on her face and she's got this kind of quiet calm on her face and she's beautiful like movie star just fabulous gorgeous and just these hands just raking across her face and pulling her back and forth it's so good it's like any art house director in the 60s watching that is gonna faint and be so jealous Uh, but then the third act is kind of like La Llorona becoming a nanny for this family in the 60s. <laughs> Plot twist. And she has like 12 hours to try and get the child to die, but she can't touch it. So it's basically it's like... like an improv game. Yeah. It turns, <laughs> it turns into a Wile E. Coyote cartoon of uh-huh. like the kids running with scissors and she tries to trip it and then it doesn't work. And she's like, ah, damn it. And it's like that for 30 minutes, which I also really enjoyed. Oh my God, I want that. Yeah. The, I need to watch that. The right. two things things that it is are not consistent but i loved both of them all about anything that kills a kid yes you are. heard it's it like your a visual sweet spot. Feast, yeah. and i hope that you'll post when kid. this episode drops i hope you'll post clip a clip of it on i will I, I have a gif of that shot and i'm gonna share it on twitter please do it's so beautiful um, where right. what did you watch it on sorry just one more thing uh that one was on youtube okay yeah you know <laughs> mexican movies from the 60s yeah for sure thank you no yeah. problem fabulous all right, let's get down. Let's let's get down to business. Tonight's film is the heavy breathing 1993 fiasco <laughs> follow up to Basic Instinct, a film that featured Sharon Stone, a script by Joe Esterhaz, the producer of Chinatown, and weird internet connections that involve roses downloading on their own and that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> what could go wrong? The answer is everything. The movie is Sliver, and here is the trailer. <laughs> I'd love to go back to the original trailer. Norris knew what she wanted. I'll take the apartment. A prestigious address. So you're moving in today. Welcome to 113. You'll like it here. I will. Thank you. Oh! They're doing it! An incredible view. Let me see. Let me see. Would you look at her? She's a boy here. She can't get it out. But from the moment she moved in. So many. Where would I send you? Someone was watching. 
<laughs> oh man, that's that enough it? of that. No, but you know, <laughs> we do get the picture. We got like the picture. Two full minutes after that, nobody yeah. needed that. Of, of more of Jerry Goldsmith's score from Basic Instinct, a <laughs> far superior problematic film. Uh, okay, so it's time for you guys to sort of take the floor and discuss. Sure. Uh, so now, Matt and Dave, a question: What's wrong with you? Why sliver? <laughs> uh, and 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 I say that with love because thank thank you, but also yeah. like what what is it about this movie that holds fascination? Because watching it, I was like, good Christ! And then yeah. you know, but at I, the same time, I can only speak for myself, but I mm. but I bet you agree with me. I am nostalgic for a time when Gregorian chants were sexy. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I miss that moment in history. Mm-hmm. When, like, all the 976 number ads on uh, yep. cable access in New York had, you know, Enigma on oh them. <laughs> I, uh, I just miss that, like, very sexy moment in the early 90s. Mm. Um, I have fond feelings about this terrible, terrible movie that is much worse than I recall. <laughs> it was bad Agreed. when I first saw it, but it, in retrospect, is much worse. Um, and then there's just William Baldwin at his absolute <laughs> peak. He is at his peak. We were debating the hotness or lack thereof about William Baldwin before the show. Oh, yeah. Who? I'm still firmly in the camp. Well, Michael was questioning. Yeah, I was questioning my old taste. Really? But I'm more of a backdraft William Baldwin. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's absolutely beautiful. Should we rank our Baldwins? Just, I, but I, just so we know where we stand before we go. Really any good idea. Yeah. No, I okay. think that's a good. That's we're not. Now, are we ranking oh. Baldwin's within f- certain films or just mm. general? Well, like Pete Baldwin. Yeah. I mean, because I could rank like seven different Alex. I know that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Miami Blues Alec is the hottest one, but we can't freeze him in time. There, we uh, have I, to know the full story. Uh, favorite Alec Baldwin is the diner sketch from SNL with Jan Hooks. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when he's a cowboy. Yeah. What yeah. about Beetlejuice, yeah. Alec? Oh yeah. Remember that was before Acceptable. we knew that he was you know, had like scary rage issues and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, oh, he's so nice. We have to take the full thing into account. But of I, William's on top for me. One hundred percent. Although Stephen has a slight edge because I loved Threesome so much. Sweet. But yeah. I got to tell you where my mind went when we started ranking the Baldwin's was oh no, but the one who um, was trans died, and that where are we going to rank her? And Arquette. I went to the Arquettes. Oh yeah. For the, because Alexis is also in threesome, threesome, fantastic. Should we just talk about threesome instead I'm of this movie? I will talk about Josh Charles, right? Like oh. those two oh. movies were probably the most formative, like sex movies for same me. Same year too, right? Yeah. yeah. I I gotta tell you, I took notes not to brag during this movie. <laughs> I can't read any of them. The yeah. only thing I can read that stands out to me that I wrote in all caps. This is not terrible. (laughs) Like five minutes in, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm on board. Like I I immediately dropped the irony and I was on the journey. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, sure. You know, listen. You know, some movies about real estate can be and oh God, troubling. Yeah. Troubled real estate sure. can be exciting. Sure. I think there's lots to there's yeah. there's lots to pick apart here. And it starts with a with a, a well done fall from a great height. Yep. For oh yeah. Are not quite Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had forgotten about that part completely. Sharon, and it was like Karen Moan, Sharon Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I looking at her, my first thought was not, "Oh, that's right." There's somebody who looks like Sharon Stone who is murdered at the beginning. My first thought was. Is that what Sharon Stone looked like? I had the same thought. I go, she looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Like my memory has played tricks on me. I thought it was my um, 
Width? What's the width? Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vertical <laughs> holes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, damn, this motion's moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Naomi Singer? Poor Naomi, Naomi Singer. Singer. There is something to be said, Dave, though, about the sexiness because there it was a different time. I mean – and. Things aren't as sexy anymore because you well, can find shit anywhere. Right? Yeah, things are. You know? Things are. I. I mean, I guess it depends on whether you find all of that carrying on sexy. Uh, my <laughs> thought, because there was a lot of screaming and a lot of pounding. I mean, it was. And, she uh, looked like she wasn't yeah. having a good time. Yeah, that's exactly right. My thought during all the sex scene was like, who fucks like this anymore? Like in the movies or in real life? Did they ever? Did they ever? Yeah. I was thinking about it and I'm like, okay, so I'm 13 when I'm watching this. I had this weird, like, friend group where there were strangely a lot of gay guys and. And as soon as we hit puberty, we're like hooking up and stuff. And I'm like, I guarantee <laughs> that I was like somehow trying to like model my sexual behavior after Sharon Stone the way that she yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a slit in your dress. All, all of berets. All of it. Berets. A lot of noise. Yeah. Looking for apartments with pillars in them. The scene yeah. when she's on her on her stomach on the couch I think mm-hmm. and he is crawling mm-hmm. over her and mm-hmm. she's sort of like it's the it's the the the, po- the movie poster or the cover of the video yeah. or whatever yes. her, mm-hmm. with him over her I'm like I know I'd recreated that pose at some point <laughs> sure. sure not proud of this <laughs> but that I mean how else would you learn yeah look we don't get sex ed like like straight people do we gotta true. learn from Sharon Stone. no listen you know what in 1993 or 1994 in my case listen this movie was the like the holy grail at blockbuster you know like and I was I was waiting for the copies to come back in so that <laughs> sure. I could rent it sure. with my free employee like Absolutely. you know yes. not discount but like yeah know, I'm gonna take that home and I would I would study that movie sure <laughs> I know I own the soundtrack oh, oh my, my god it's got a good ass sound it's it's a great really sound yeah there are so many songs that I had just forgotten about that literally are I would sing one for you but it's just wailing and chanting <laughs> and, a, and a spare Carly, don't be like sad. massive attack uh-huh. kind of beat I do, on this, oh, yeah, well, Carly's this, this song sound, Carly's song Immortal. Uh, this soundtrack did introduce me to Massive Attack, like uh-huh. a lifelong mm-hmm. sort of love affair with Massive Attack. Then it also introduced me to things like Lords of Acid that I was like, who are these insane, horny women uh-huh. who are singing songs where the chorus is essentially just like, I want to touch myself. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all <laughs> the song is. And I was like, these women are geniuses. Was uh, <laughs> O Carolina by, oh, I believe, Shaggy, Shaggy, was that on the Sliver soundtrack yes, or the Threesome soundtrack or both? Threesome. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, non sliver. It's, it's definitely, definitely on sliver. in sliver, but it, it might be in both. I th- it's because oh. it, I know it's definitely in threesome. It's definitely in threesome. threesome yeah, what, I remember, <laughs> what I remember is, <laughs> is, is you two tears for fears. Um, but that's God, what, oh, the, 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 will you be for uh, human sexual response? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking threesome now. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. talking threesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we just talk about Lara Flynn Boyle? Never finer, never better. Just at her I need a facial. I need new shoes. It's so good. God, what a movie. Hard to believe that she was supposed to be like nineteen in that or eighteen. I guess they're fre- they're college freshmen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, she looked. Yeah, no, she got divorced. We're gonna <laughs> like keep staring at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just uh, any time. Okay, let's get back to get back on track with Sliver. I want to, <laughs> Brendan. Will you cue up that like literally two line exchange? I want to talk about Mrs. Vac- McAvoy really quick. Um, she's the strangest realtor in the history of cinema. Yeah. Uh, her whole this exchange, first of all, just right off the bat, uh, Brennan, would you mind playing that? I would not. Strange. I like tubs myself. So, I what? I what like a strange tub. I like tubs myself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I, I'm sorry. That is some fleeting lesbian intrigue. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and I also <laughs> like that moments later, they enter a room and Mrs. McAvoy is like, My this is a part. great room for reading. Instead of saying, the last tenant in this place <laughs> plunged to her death from the balcony. And also, this is a great room for reading. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. They it's, just completely neglect to tell her. Well, it's <laughs> like, never the right time. Never. I know, it's true. <laughs> I mean, when, do, when are you supposed to say it? Right. Really? Yeah. Um, I, yeah I mean, anyway, what, I just... I, how do we feel about the apartment? It's floors are a little dark for me. Yeah, <laughs> there is that dumb little kitchen cutout yeah. window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's, she was like very an absolutely uh, terrific kitchen. I was like, is it? Is yeah. right? Is it yeah. a real estate porn? Like, it's not that great. No. Also, it's uh, if I have my geography right, it's Murray Hill in the early nineties. So, like, how much Counting Crows do you want to hear <laughs> from every bar? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that that continues to be a very frat boy neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Just seems weird for a sliver. <laughs> for a sliver. I mean, there's a lot of shots of the building where uh, after a while there were so many of them that I was like, she just moved into an erect penis. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, a big old. Okay. Di- and it's and sorry. it's kind of a hideous. <laughs> sorry, thing. someone takes a very phone away from me. It's not stylish. No, at all. Yeah, but, I, but watching it as a kid in in Ohio, I felt about the way. <gasps> oh, I from Ohio. Yeah. yeah, me too. Southern Ohio. Where are you from? Cleveland. Oh, I'm the opposite. A village in the the very bottom. Oh, you guys will never <laughs> Kentucky border. No. The opposite of Cleveland sounds like a movie <laughs> that I would watch. <laughs> the accents are different. It's all very different, different culture. Yeah. Well, are you Ohio too? No, I'm from Illinois, but oh, where? I'm from Champaign-Urbana. Oh wow, I'm from St. Louis. Oh, see, like I feel like that whole circle. You'd go like Chicago, St. Louis, uh-huh. Louisville, Cincinnati. Yeah. You know that. Have you been watching Midwestern Champaign Hill? Have I been watching what? Wait, you're from Champagne, right? Yeah. There's a show called Champagne Ill. Really? That's yeah. on YouTube Red. What? It's Adam Pally and Sam. Oh, that's why Richardson. I haven't seen it. I don't know. YouTube <laughs> Red. Bye, Bye, Georgie. We love There's you. There's a puppy. There's a dog in a thing. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, why would you tease me like that? Write him a movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't Champagne stop thinking Ill. about the dog. I'm, I know. Yeah, oh, Georgie, yeah, watch Champagne Georgie. Oh my god, I will. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh my god, I will. Uh, oh, I was going to say that it felt. I remember looking at that building and that apartment, which now I admit is not that great, and feeling the way I felt about in Poltergeist Two. Is or is Two or Three the Poltergeist three with the high with rise? Lara Flynn yeah. Boyle? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Again. That high, that high rise, and I was like, oh, someday, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that was a glamorous building. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's the building she should have lived. That should be the sliver building. Yeah, Nancy not. Allen with those shoulder pads. She's I'm like, scared. I have an art gallery and. <laughs> this building i just have to go downstairs to where i was like this bitch oh, so good. yeah i felt that that apartment was bomb when i was little and also single white female sure. i was just obsessed with like women moving into apartments well, that's, like, yeah. oh that's the God. dakota right no wait no the dakota's rosemary's baby which where did it which building was the ansonia that's where they shot um single white female mm-hmm. i believe when i was a kid i always wanted like an adult apartment. Yeah. Like I wanted Hell to live yeah. in like oh, yeah. the Kramer versus Kramer apartment. Yeah. Minus the divorcing uh, parents. Jessica <laughs> Lang's apartment in Tootsie. Yeah. Oh, and then that you was get to New York City yes. and you see what you can afford on an entry level salary. And that is <laughs> yeah. a rude awakening. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember I, I just assumed that, I, I mean, I really, until I was too old, like I moved to New York when I was 22, which is too old to think this. 
But I really thought when I started looking at apartments, it was just all going to be floor through. Like I'd get <laughs> on an elevator, it would go right to my apartment. The doors would open like this way. And I would just be, it would be my giant living room. And I would you know, do the pleasure principle video and have room to really explore. And uh, no, uh, the first place that I looked at, there uh, was no kitchen and a shared bathroom. And it was probably smaller than this Bachelor. conference room. Oh, it was yeah. a quarter the size of this yeah. conference room. My, it was a jail cell. My, new, my first New York apartment was a railroad <laughs> where it was just, I had to walk through oh, like, sure. you know, three different people's Not lives. just uncommon. To, yeah, it was. Three different people's lives. <laughs> it was yeah. really, it was, it was humbling. Not great. Uh, okay. Um, I, there's so many things to unpack. Like there's so many characters that I don't understand at the movie. Like Judy played by the immortal oh Colleen. Judy is the coworker. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Feckless, All right. Feckless, desperately concupiscent. I mean, has she had sex ever? No. Right. Constantly talking about sex. Yeah. And talking the about impotence way. Yeah. And like real loud so everyone can hear yeah. it. Um, she okay. There are two moments from her that I that make this the most Joe Esterhaus production uh-huh. of all time. First one is I think just because of shitty editing, um, it's uh, like Judy hasn't talked to Sharon Stone in a long time, and she's like, "Honey, where are you?" She, it's like it's over the phone, <laughs> so we only hear her. Um, and she says two things that are so ridiculous, especially in the order they're in. She says. <laughs> Uh, where have you been? You're probably having multiple <laughs> orgasms. You're probably having sex. <laughs> the, the second is implied by the first. <laughs> it's so silly. And then, again, in front of all of her coworkers, she says something that is peak Joe Esterhaus, which is, uh, I've been spending so much time with my vibrator, I'm getting a plastic yeast infection. I have that <laughs> clip if you want to hear Yes, I would like to hear that. Okay. You do look like you fucked your brains out. Look at you. What are you smiling at? That damn eclair? Just Maybe. smiling, that's all. I would be. Tell me, I want to know everything. Every little grunt. Every little wiggle. Every- There's nothing to tell. You've been spending too much time with your vibrator. I certainly have. I'm getting a plastic yeast infection. All right, what does that mean? What does that mean, Judy? I what does that mean? Who the fuck mean? wrote that? You know what, Joe Esterhaus wrote that. doesn't have a vagina. Jo- Judy, yeah, Judy is kind of like, do you guys remember like the Bruce McCullough, Kathy with a K character? Yeah. From yeah. and, you know, it was just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. like she's, weren't there two Kathys? There were. Uh, There's yes. a Kathy with a C, Kathy uh-huh. with a K. Uh, That's so great. And um, yeah, just like, the, the, but a, a, a nymphomaniacal version. Of you that. know what's unrealistic about that phone call for me? I was like, what? Who would assume that a woman, like a cisgendered straight woman, having sex with a cisgender straight man is having multiple orgasms? <laughs> Why is that Judy. the question you ask? Judy. That's, oh my that god, you're right. Because has she ever had sex? Because no. then she yeah. would know. That's, not, that what, in her life. that's yeah. not what they're handing out. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the trope of <laughs> the um, the office friend who just starts screaming at you about dick the second you get off the elevator uh-huh. is like a storied. I could think of like another with like Alex Borstein and Catwoman. Do you remember? Remember her? I mean, she just had dick on the brain too. Sure. And I know there's been others. Um, just I think I've gone through that phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah where you were, where you were that coworker? Where I, yeah, where you I had like the good sense to text. But I, yeah. I, well, I also <laughs> just like was logical. Please do it on iChat. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, hey, oh my god, did you get it? Like or whatnot. You weren't you yelling know, plastic yeast infection. Well, what? No, because I'm what? not an idiot. Does that mean? Okay. <laughs> so, someone wrote that. Uh-huh. 
then did a second pass, <laughs> kept it in, Rewrites. pitched it, like took it out. Studio people, heads. Studio sure. heads fucking Director. signed off on yeah. it. They had notes that survived a, many, many rounds of notes. Uh, a lot of <laughs> actresses had to come in and say that line. One of them got the part. They got – she said it. They did a few takes. They got coverage. There's other people. There's a craft service person with a bowl of M&Ms. Nobody said – what is a plastic yeast infection and what does that have to do with anything? Also, uh, How? I, I, believe How? You're, I believe you're positing that that line was on the audition sides and you're completely right. That's obviously the line. That oh, of course. Change. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And they had her do a walk and talk even during the audition mm-hmm. while she said it. Oh, but in place. Yeah. <laughs> like whose line is it anyway? And when that actress said it, that's our Judy. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, like, has that there's, magic. There's yeah. a, sorry, go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, it feels like a testament to just how little anyone knows slash cares about vaginas. Well, right. Joe Esterhaus, every screenplay he writes, is like he's living some high school fantasy of his own. Yes. Well, yeah, I you mean, know? showgirls. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it just, yeah, it's just hubris. And like he, I think, is trying to be an auteur of sex you know like he he really felt like he was on to something like beautiful and transgressive like it's just cocaine it's just cocaine <laughs> but somehow in Sharon Stone's hands it, there are moments where I'm like you know what this doesn't feel that male gazy to me there's moments where I'm like oh she is getting hers uh-huh. and she is a woman who wants to have multiple orgasms. Yeah. For Joe Esterhaus, this is his fear of flying, for sure. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we do get a little bit of a gaze at, uh, at William Baldwin at the gym doing a machine. Uh, oh, yeah. What is, ass. what is uh, the yeah. machine? Yeah. What is it? And Sharon the sounds ass. like machine. What's that? Yeah. It's, it is, and, and truly, what is it? It's a donkey kick machine. In his bike shorts. In his bike shorts. In his black shoes. And white socks. And he has hand grips, even though he's using his foot. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, very, very strange. Just a again, very strange machine. Formative as a kid, I was like, absolutely I'm work out. When I, uh, yeah. having, uh, oh yeah, the gym him, date. The gym date. Him sitting naked on, on the, the bed gym. with just like the gross sheet, perfectly. Yeah. I was like, can we just get a little more light in this scene? <laughs> I, there's a, it seems, I guess, that for Joe Esterhaus, I think his brand of feminism with gigantic air quotes around the word is the idea that he will um, frequently have female characters say things that are shocking or like quote unquote shocking, but just in ordinary life, like just don't make any sense such as plastic yeast infection Mm -hmm. or uh, (laughs) like when uh, Sharon Carly meets uh, Vida, which I'm just like, her name's Vida. You pronounce it Vida. Why does it Vida? (laughs) Vida. Who the fuck pronounces it Vida? Um, (laughs) But Vida and she's like, oh, you're new, aren't you? And Sharon's like, yeah, I just moved in she's like oh i know it's worse than anal intercourse and i was like who says that (laughs) to their new neighbor like who is like you know just like throw it in like you know it's like maybe she's into butt stuff maybe i'll just drop this in (laughs) like right here (laughs) like what feeling it out backstory let me see what she does when i say this (laughs) yeah yeah, but for the people who made it i don't Uh, think i mean it is it's trash it's there's no question that it's trash but the people who made it i think think that they were being uh, that they were, sexy, that they were yeah. moving culture forward mm-hmm. with it, and like, and that the shock mm. had a, a, a utility in the world. It, they were making, they were changing the world with their filthy talk. 
<laughs> and and for a moment they were. I mean, they had like three giant hit movies, right? right. Well, this two I mean, giant this, hit movies. Well, this one, this was a big hit, right? Yeah, it, it made was. it grossed 116 million dollars when what? all was said and done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just just at, when all was said wow. and done, yeah, it turned quite a profit. Uh, and I consider Showgirls a hit movie, but it famously was not. It, it finally it's just, turned a profit, right? Just recently, <laughs> <laughs> earlier this afternoon, <laughs> twenty minutes ago. I'm trying to. What What is the meet cute? But between Sharon Stone and William Baldwin, they meet. He, lobby. he opens the door for her in the lobby, right? Yeah. And he like saying, "I'll picks carry up a your box." box. And then yeah. they. Oh, okay. So then it's in the elevator, and then she gets off the elevator, and then he says, "When this is when I wrote down, this is not terrible." He he says <laughs> casually, "Throw away. I'll see you." And he says that again next time he sees because he's literally going he to see her, guys. See her. Oh, that's that <laughs> watching. See what I see. What Joe did there. Yeah. Yep. How did I become the Joe Esther Hospitalist no, listen. here? I'm. I'm. He's <laughs> disgusting. I mean, Don't you know, wrong. no. I, I, he's he like he's a fascinating interview. Certainly, like when you read him or listen to him, mm-hmm. like he's he's. I think my, my favorite, though, uh, is that there's also a meet cute about Tom Berenger where he just dresses like the Unabomber and, like, grabs <laughs> yeah, shit and runs to Central Park. Yeah, like, never I, appropriate in human insane. history. In, right. in a million, right. a million years. I was well just going like, ah. Yeah. And he starts a little laughing bit at her. Just a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what we what we were meant to be feeling about Tom Berenger. Like, yeah. I Are know we supposed that we, to like him? I, I, unclear. And yeah. are we supposed to be like, he's hot too. He's like, roguish. Rake, what a race. sex with this terrible writer. Yeah. He's attractive in it. Yeah, he is. Well, I definitely, as an adult, see it more than I did sure. as, as a kid. Yeah, I was he was like, invisible to me disgusting. as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another question. Is he the killer at the end? Uh, fully by the end, I was just uh, like, I had disengaged emotionally from the entire thing. Well, I mean, he's like, through like, the right? building, right? He, yes, but... There was a version they shot yeah. yep. where I think they did not show him throw her off the building. And nope. instead, there's a scene that we've all uh, seen. Which is available on YouTube and which we'll make available to you lucky, lucky listeners. Um, where it, it reveals that Zeke is, in fact, the one behind all the, the killings. Yeah, well, the sound is so bad that I didn't understand. I only understood this by reading about it on the internet while watching it. <laughs> but That's so, true. Then... Explain. They get married. <laughs> so Zeke and Carly get married. Right. They, Real I, quick. I don't remember what happens with the the struggle and the, the there's a fucking wedding. And, but do they show the wedding? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, it's a roof. It's on top of Manhattan's exclusive sliver building. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where else would it be? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do it anywhere else? Yeah. He can't leave the building. He's clearly a ghost. No. <laughs> oh. Well, no, they facts. do leave the they building. Go to the it's gym. alternate ending. They um, go to the gym. That's true. Yeah, they sure. do go to the gym. Isn't the gym been. in the building? No, I thought it, it was be. in another. It sh- yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when they leave the gym and she, it's like her dialogue is so insane. She, they're just leaving the gym. She's like, how often do you work out? Like, it's <laughs> oh, just so and you, know, like, you know how often he works out? <laughs> three, three times, times a week. week. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, ooh. <laughs> That oh my god, that's crazy. Bare minimum. Also, this is, uh, I believe, I mean, it's, it's not the first time, but it's certainly, uh, this movie's on the cutting edge of uh, bucket drummers. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was still that was still fresh yep. at the time. It's anyway. like, oh, urban, edgy. Well, yeah. So many fucking mirrors in the movie. Yeah. Sorry, so, so what happens after the wedding? So, yeah, they get married. You might have to help me talk through this. So they get they get married and then they go on their honeymoon and they are flying a helicopter and he, and Zeke is piloting Fuck. the helicopter. Yeah, because he can just apparently do that. And Carly has a camcorder and she's taping him and they're having kind of sort of weird self satisfied kind of like you know 
uh, repartee. Because yeah. I think this eliminates the whole she confronts him, she shoots the screen. Yeah, no, 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 like no. She's still in the voyeur she is, thing with she, him. And I, I think basically what happens is is that they fly into a volcano the end. Well, yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Do yeah. But before they do, she gets it out of him that he actually is a killer. Uh, well, at least killed the old guy. And it's like unclear if she's on board or not. When they go yeah. in, the essentially, well, he unbuckles <laughs> yeah. her, right? Mm-hmm. As they're about to, as they're already in a helicopter high above the earth, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he unbuckles her, and then she's like, "Yeah, I have the tape of you and whatever the old guy's yeah. name was, Gus, Gus." And uh, <laughs> wait, it's and like I saw the tape of her. you two in the shower, and I was like, "Go on." Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's him doing what. However, he I don't know, um, but as he has said to her about the seatbelt. Uh, she's like, it's more fun that way. So they both, you know, they could kill each other at any moment. Yeah. And then they fly okay. into an active volcano. Freak for freak. Um, <laughs> which, and then, and then the, the screen back in the, in the screening room goes to static. Which right. and, it pulls, and it pulls back and it pulls back into the sort of the viewing room, <laughs> yeah. which presume and then it just holds there, which presumably was going to be for the credits. And yeah. Mrs. McAvoy was watching this. Whole I thing. wish. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. this and we hear she's throwing new tenants. She's like, it's got central air, mm-hmm. lots of TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a great room for reading. Uh, you like to watch, don't you? But yeah, that we uh, we get to hear all of "Can't Help Falling in Love" by UB40. That's right. Which in the in the final version we only hear a tiny snippet of yeah that of course being the the big hit song from the soundtrack i heard that song i heard you know and having very uh, warm and fuzzy feelings about the soundtrack um watching it this time having uh, not seen the film in a long time but having a very specific ub40 relationship recently i was like oh is this brett kavanaugh's like favorite movie like you know oh. you know he's watched oh, this movie Lord. and been like oh, oh yeah there's there a love hate with uh, ub40 and the, but like but like a kind of like every man in this movie basically is like, here's the thing about the movie is that it, what's interesting about that volcano ending is at least it's nodding towards a kind of pretty poison twist where, you know, sort of Mm. the, the, the dewy eyed ingenue turns out to be a hell of a lot crazier than, you know, sort of the purported villain, which by the way, if you've never seen pretty poison, amazing movie. So good. Tuesday world is like crazy brilliant in it. And but the thing is, is that this movie sliver, which always drove me crazy about it, watching it this time, was that it wanted to sell you the idea that voyeurism was really getting under her skin and it was affecting her somehow. Yeah. But I was just like, how? All it does is just make her, you know, like want dick, cry during sex. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. She no. doesn't like like when the, the the Chester molester guy who's like going after his stepdaughter. I was like, at she least the, the movie should have the good sense to let her be the one to play right. God and make the yeah. phone call. And a not just fucking give him a warning like right. that last molestation was free uh-huh. like you like the next one yeah you're in trouble it was like no just have her play god have her do something that makes her feel empowered as opposed to like william baldwin walking in with like chinese food going like hey babe yeah I I right. her push her his ass off yeah. the balcony yeah. you know right yeah. 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 i don't know um one <laughs> funny thing about the alternate ending as opposed to the ending that they went with which was um Sharon Stone, like, they're in the, the viewing room or whatever, and he's like, I'm going to go get some food. Do you want anything? And she's like, oh, whatever. But in the alternate ending, she's like, I want truffles. <laughs> they talked about truffles in the beginning of yeah. the movie, and too. Like, like want to go out for truffles? That I place is closed truffles. on Mondays, babe. Ruffles. 
<laughs> like, are they going to dig with their snouts? <laughs> when they went truffles? out to dinner, it was for truffles. For truffles. Oh, Do God. you just oh, my eat God. truffles? That dinner. Do you love truffles? I love truffles. That dinner. I was like, oh, I'm not rich enough. Like, I've never eaten just truffles. Oh. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I, don't, I know I don't what think truffles that that's are. Because well, I'm thinking they're a mushroom. They're essentially yeah, right. mushrooms. But when when you're eating them, you're just eating a mushroom. I, I mean, I'm thinking of truffle they're like oil shaved yeah. onto your pasta. Yeah, they're not like we have a nice steak tonight or a truffle. <laughs> or you can eat a <laughs> tray of truffles. <laughs> but are we um, meant to believe that they were just? Yeah, because he's like, do you like truffles? Let's go get truffles. They never order it, though. I think that's well, just yeah, Joe Esterhaz trying to sell the idea that that's the most indulgent thing yeah. ever. Truffle equals glamour. Like, they've yeah. completely indulged all their senses, and now they're going <laughs> to eat truffles. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she balls her panties and hands. <laughs> oh God! Okay, imagine sitting next to that couple. These two fucking zombies talking, like muttering about panties, fucking <laughs> next to you. It's like I was watching it and I was like, I fell for this old couple next to them, just I, trying to eat their salads. I yeah. fucking wish someone would try to get me to do something I don't want to do by saying you lose. I'll be like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Yes. I ain't doing this shit. And why is that poker? <laughs> like just play. They call it yeah. dare. Like you're daring each other. I don't know. Try acting up in the fucking restaurant and leave me alone and never talk to me ever again. Like just, just pay for the bill. Did yeah. you guys know that in the script, uh, Carly is described? There's a script. <laughs> I know. Uh, and uh, it's, she's described in the script as quote the kind of woman who, given the day, could look th- either thirty five or forty five. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yes. Get out of here. What? Yes. I screamed when I read that. I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so perfect. (laughs) Of course. Of course. We were talking before how they they make such a meal out of how Zeke is younger than her. But I'm like, is he? Right. Barely. Maybe two two years younger than Sharon Stone? That's what I was trying to figure out. He looks between 34 and 36. When they shot the movie, she was 35. He was 30. Oh, huh. shit. But I was like, how young are they trying to say he is? Mm. Because he looks her, they look the exact mm-hmm. same age. Mm-hmm. I had like, I had to look it up to make sure he wasn't older, and it's yeah. surprisingly he was younger. Um, I, I love the detail that his uh, dead mother was on a soap opera <laughs> because it precedes them looking in on various apartment buildings where people are talking as though they're in a soap opera. Like yeah. the guy who, mm-hmm. uh, they found a shadow on my lung, honey. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. They say it's probably nothing, but it could be a tumor. <laughs> honey, you have to go back to the doctor. Like it's, it's not the way that people talk at all. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Across the board. The, the girl who's being molested. I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. Leaving the room. This is not, it's not no. slice of life at all. No. It's <laughs> at all. It's, it's very soapy. No, it's it's full on days. <laughs> like it's, just, it's just days. When we started, it wishes learn, it was days. I right. Mean, I know no, that. Yeah. Can we talk about days now? Yeah. yeah. Austin. I. I it, it, did it occur to you in this when we started to learn Zeke's backstory that this is the Donald Trump story? Oh. Ooh, He's the son of a of a real estate mm. mogul. Mm. Oh, wow. Right. Mm. Now yeah. I'm confusing. Yes. But yeah. Right, and he got the apartment he, from his dad, and handed the building from his dad. He got handed the building from his dad, yep. and there's no black women. people in the building. Right, it's very true. <laughs> it's a very special filing. Well, shot. there is, but one is terminally ill. So, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're right. only. It's on okay. The that, but that, 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 that unit will be vacant really soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, like, a, a, Zeke's not a, a black guy who I remember yeah. very clearly because you see him getting out of the shower, and he 
is oh yeah but he was also was he also the pilot that for some reason is just staring into a mirror yeah did you notice that at the end? yeah yeah and and but here's the thing it's like they're watching it in 2019 you know i was like wow this is the most revolting boomer sex fantasy i just <laughs> i just feel so grossed out and at the same time i can't deny that you know but there's still that kind of that 1993 forbidden fruit yeah. Uh, and, you know, Sharon Stone, you know, in a certain way, being a, a kind of, at least for, you know, this fag, uh, you know, being, just being in love with her at that time because she was just, she just did not give a shit. I mean, Basic Instinct was, I mean, that movie is batshit crazy. I don't know if you've watched it recently, but it's pretty great in the sense that it just makes no... By the way, have you ever watched Basic Instinct, uh, the Blu-ray with Camille Paglia's commentary? No. Which don't, you know, Camille Paglia it's like, okay, whatever. But it's her favorite movie and she recorded this commentary ages ago and it is the funniest fucking thing. Well, you know, because she spends every single scene so excited to be watching this movie and she's like they cut to like Catherine Trammell's like beach house or whatever and she's like Catherine Trammell nestled spider-like in rocks rocky dangerous man trap blah 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 she's just oh, like in this frenzy and you just I don't know it's Peter Pan's funny and it's oh, good I and I highly recommend it. it oh I need it uh, yeah yeah, yeah definitely no, it, it is um, it is even though it is not great and problematic and crazy uh, it does. There's something. the The combination of William Baldwin's eyes with the kind of fringe of hair, <laughs> and the uh, and just like the whoop of the, of that like kind of, of that genre of music, yep. you know, of like chanting and wailing and whoop like that. Yeah. That beat that it it, it does it awakens something primal within me. It really does. I can't. I'm powerless. No, he still does it for me too. Yeah. I'll admit it. Oh God. I couldn't get past though the way she had like the just her orgasm sounds. Yeah. I was like, what is That's happening? Reminded me of Drag Race when Alyssa Edwards couldn't have an orgasm in when they were doing a telenovela. Oh, I don't remember. She this. was supposed to be pretending to be having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And Jinx Monsoon was killing the <laughs> orgasm game and Alyssa wasn't. And I was like, That's Sharon Stone. Like, like, but it also makes me think. Like, what was the director and what did the director and writer think women orgasm, like female orgasms, <laughs> well, sound like? Listen, so Sharon and William famously did not get along, right? Oh, so that sure. might have, you know, like, oh really? I mean, yeah, I mean, Sharon, you know, look, she gives her. I'm always going to fall on Sharon's side. She, uh, you know, she gave it the old college try as far as I'm concerned, you know, because these scenes are basically she's being flung up against posts and shit and just like <laughs> pinned down. And it's just like, oh, um, you know, by, uh, but uh, apparently um, she really had a rift with Baldwin on set after he described her uh, to the crew as quote, thin lips. Okay. Breath. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, and uh, she was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I mean, and then, um, and then uh, their feud on set escalated. They they apparently asked Philip Noyce uh, if they could shoot their scenes separately as much as possible. So sometimes I think certain scenes they're not even in the same room, uh, and. Uh, there was a scene where he was not supposed to do this, but he full on slipped her the tongue, wow. and um, she bit it so hard. Oh, good for her! That he couldn't speak for a week. Nice. Wow. So Sliver was a really warm, cordial, fun set. <laughs> Everyone had a great time, and uh, yeah, it shows. It shows. Oh, I kept thinking about what a remake would look like today. Well, you know, that's the thing is that there's something. 
impression about Sliver, right? In the sense that when the the even though you know, Davy described the the some of the the um, surveillance scenes as being really soapy and a little uh-huh. purple in terms of how they're presented. At the same time, when the camera is just allowed to drift over this sort of like, these different lives, there is something right. unsettling and creepy and kind of fascinating. So there's like there's definitely something there. It's interesting, and it's certainly kind of. Do you guys think that in a certain way, this movie, even in its like ham-fisted, horny way, like, uh, <laughs> predicted a kind of fascination with, um, with re- quote-unquote reality minutia. Did you, like, I mean, yeah. is I, that a reach, or do you guys think I don't think it's a reach. That? I think that that's what he was vaguely reaching for with the original ending, with yeah. the panning back on the screen that was, Absolutely. You know, we're being confronted for, we like to watch, too. Yeah. Just like Carly. It's true. <laughs> um, how yeah. does it feel? <laughs> exactly. It's like, I mean, he turns it on us. Uh, um, what was, <laughs> no, where were we? What was, really I'm trying, I'm, I, in terms of a remake, I'm just trying to figure who occupies the William oh, yeah. Baldwin space right mm-hmm. now. Or the Sharon space, space, frankly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Sharon space. I feel like after seeing Red Sparrow, I feel like Jennifer Lawrence. I really? Do. She came I don't to want my mind that too. to be my answer, but I think it is. Same. I don't want it to be either. No. I Red yes. Sparrow's a good time. Catherine Heigl. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> like <laughs> Rachel McAdams. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Aniston, I'm just saying. Now Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston in a remake of Sliver is Blake something Lively. I would want. Blake? Oh, Blake, Blake, Blake would do it, yeah. yeah. I Blake just would saw Simple Favor. So that's great. Yeah, that. She's great in it. But like, really, who is making good, high-quality, like erotic, high-budget, erotic trash anymore? Like who? Who is the actress or the actor for that? Oh hmm. well, there's the Fifty Shades movies. I yeah, high quality. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, yeah Dakota Johnson does f- other things. I feel like are we going like full on arty? Like say, I mean, Catherine Brea would be like who? Catherine Brea. Like she made a Fat Girl and um, oh no, I'm talking actress wise. Oh my bad. Okay, sorry. I was thinking mm-hmm. of of who would be. I mean, are there erotic this. thrillers made anymore? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, right. So. I can't. Can and also, get? has uh, impressive chest hair been replaced by abs and shoulders in the popular? Like well, when chest hair has made a comeback, right? No, no. You get a uh, 2011 Penn Badgley to do it. Ah. <laughs> I'm only thinking about Penn Badgley. Also, Megan Hilty from Smash for the lead role. Mm. <laughs> I could see like a wow. chest hairy Chris Evans. <laughs> oh yeah, he if does. He, he does like it. to He's do that on the off season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really now I'm hard. like now I'm just hell casting it. Locked in, and I'm also like mourning the end of that era. That it's like I don't know how that you can make a, a, a trashy erotic. The, the early now. '90s thrillers, man, like the erotic ones and the non-erotic ones. Mm-hmm. They don't make movies like that. No, right. because well, they, David Dakota or whoever oh, that guy's name is, certainly yeah. does. I love those. Do you? This is so brotherhood. Unrelated. But yeah. give me it. Oh, I love do you guys that. remember a movie called Stacy? No, sorry, it's called Lisa. Yes. With Stacey Keenan and Margaret. Stacey Keenan from Stacey Step by Step? Stacey Keenan from Step by Step, My Two Dads. Yeah. And Morgan Fairchild. No, is it, it's not Morgan Fairchild. Someone Morgan Fairchild esque plays her mother. I just remember the poster and like the font. I yes. don't remember Lisa? the cast. Lisa. But she's, so but she's on the phone, right? Man. She's like, she makes. <laughs> she, does she, she doesn't make obscene phone calls, but what does she, she do? Kind of, well, she pretends to be. An adult. She's a, a kid who That's pretends right. to be an adult and, and like gets a crush on this adult guy and starts making sexy phone calls to him and they sort of oh what she doesn't know is PG-13. that he's 
A serial killer. Oh no. Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. I love it. I love like a dramatic movie called Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) And my thing today, I was jogging and I jogged past the uh, Alita Battle Angel Uh uh, bus shelter ad today. And just how different it would be if it were Anita Battle Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Just a tiny little change. What a Lisa. Yeah. My movie's called Lisa. Yeah. Joyce. (laughs) The Warrior. Joyce. The spinoff of uh, Basic Instinct. Or, uh, Sliver could have been Judy. <laughs> Judy. Oh, I, she does deserve her own uh, Netflix original show. Yeah. <laughs> Judy. Oh, I'm She's denote- still looking for that orgasm oh, 30 gosh. years later. Hey, I'm- are you having orgasms in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's the post office. It's just her voice outside doors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, do you, know, you have a vibrator and you're not having orgasms? That is what yeah. they're for. That's, yes. that's like, like the dependable Judy, orgasm. Judy, see a doctor. Good lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 Oh that's God. true. Not everyone can have an orgasm or is interested in orgasms. But she sure. seems like you kind of want one. Yeah, one. yeah. Get that girl a Sibian. Is this now? You know, because this is a quote unquote queer uh, podcast. You know, I remember when I mentioned to Josh that we were doing Sliver. He was like, "Fantastic," but that's not. Queer. There's nothing queer about Sliver. Is there? My appreciation of it is very queer. Well, and but again, and exactly, it's that's that's what's sort of fascinating about Sliver. I mean, aside from the fact that you know the gayest thing I can think about it literally is that you know the '90s featured a lot of embattled kind of maybe horny women in berets, like you know (laughs) who you know had to go through. You're going to have to crawl through glass to like get through the other side, like you know Sharon and this, Jennifer Jason Lee and Dolores Claiborne. Anyway, there's a whole list. But um, you know, uh, my questions are, are. is this movie gay just because of Sharon Stone? Literally. And conversely, what does it mean that there's nothing literally queer about this movie, and yet uh, to appreciate it means somehow yes. that you have to be a gay person on some level yeah. to appreciate it in, in a way that goes beyond the sum of its parts, kind of. I think it's queer in the same way that like Sex, Lies, and Videotape is, because mm. it's like it is about an alternate expression of sexuality, mm. kind of. Although he's not really, he doesn't necessarily get off watching people, but that's... Right kind of his whole character. Mm-hmm. And, and he works out uh, his butt while wearing uh, waiter shoes. <laughs> what could <laughs> be gayer than that? that? That's right. That's true. That gym outfit was really, I was like, oh, oh, okay. All right, sure. Yeah. yeah. I also Where think that? just, I mean, yeah, Sharon Stone's essence is just so, so queer. But also <laughs> something about her, you know the, 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 this forbidden lust element that she he's too young and she knows that she's not supposed to and then she gets sucked into liking to watch something about it really resonated with me as a kid yeah mm-hmm. something vampiric about it yeah yeah it's a pretty gay movie yeah, and and th- <laughs> this movie was based on a novel by Ira Levin mm-hmm. who wrote Rosemary's Baby and the Stefford Wives and even though he was a straight man I feel like he really crossed a lot of gender lines to really like get into the meat of how women are treated by what was modern society at the time. Mm. And there's, there's, there's not, that's not, not queer. Like fair, just kind of, he's kind of like an all gender being in my mind. He wrote a song for Barbara Streisand. Well, I think when you're, young, when you're best. younger, Sharon's an avatar, right? Sharon's right. you, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I know when I was a kid watching it, I was like, I'm Sharon Stone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh my god, <laughs> my fucking giant braces. <laughs> Do we know how the Ira Levin novel ends? I don't. Volcano. 
I can I, tell you how Son of Rosemary ends, but that's probably not relevant. No. no. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. For me as a kid, it was just easy access porn because there wasn't the internet. Yeah. There wasn't free porn on the internet if you had the internet. Um, and the most porn I ever could see was like a scrambled Channel 99. Yeah. While, I feel like, ya. You know? Yeah. And so... I was like, oh, oh my God. God. So, you know, my old looking ass would go rent it at Blockbuster. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, this grown up woman probably <laughs> wants to rent Sliver again. <laughs> I mean, uh, looking at it and looking at it. They thought you were Judy. Watching it with, you know, 14 uh, year old eyes, you know, kind of. I mean, Sharon only has like three modes in this movie, which is like sort of sad, scared, and horny. Or like or during the sex scenes, literally like scared horny, like scoring. Yeah, like, like my Corny. Yeah. She's corny. She she looks like she's like, oh my god. Like she she, uh-huh. she looks like she's like yeah, trying to there's a Pepe Le Pew vibe to some of the sex scenes. Yeah. I don't know. There you can download the book oh. on oh. PDF. For free. Uh yeah. Very disappointing oh. to see that she's not on that cover. No, she's not. Missed but it is not. Well, anyway. I was going to see like just what the last line of the novel is. Right. <laughs> so I think we deserve that. We just do. says a volcano. So that helicopter crashed in filming, right? Um, oh, yeah. The actual. So it's it's weird. We got to see the alternate ending where there is footage, and they sell the idea that the helicopter goes into the volcano. However, the crew that actually did, I think, a lot of second unit stuff to really really get in there. Um, that. A helicopter that, did yeah. crash, and oh. uh, those guys were lucky to be alive, yeah. and all footage was lost. Jeez. There's actually an element, uh, an element, an episode of a show that aired a couple of years ago called "I'm you know, Lucky to Be Alive" or something. I should, um, but uh, where they talked about those guys. Oh wow! <laughs> actually yeah. talked about it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. But can you imagine? Like I nearly died for slip first. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I meant to mention this. There is an episode of "I Had a Plastic Yeast Infection" about Judy. <laughs> That's worth watching. Brave. Yeah, brave. I mean, they at least could have said, like, BV, bacterial vaginosis. I'm like, that's, like, a lot more believable of a thing to get from a vibrator if you're, you know, if it's, like, not clean or something. It doesn't have the heat of a yeast infection. I mean, cultural heat. I don't mean. But in the the Catherine Heigl remake with She gets BV. BV. Yes. I would love to see someone get BV in a movie. Listen, you know, and that's the kind of nuance that I think a a high class class remake of Sliver could get because I also dug around a little bit and the... um, I found out that in a Hollywood Animal, Joe Esterhaz's memoir slash, you know, sort of tell-all, uh, apparently in an interview, Robert Evans was asked, what is what is Sliver about? And he replied, and I quote, this movie is all about pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh so, my God. you know. Cute. God. Get away <laughs> with they, words. So, you know. <laughs> Did they wow. ever try to do a Sliver too? Um, no. <laughs> what? I don't know. More missed. sliver. What a missed opportunity. Yeah. Sliverer. Sliver. Yeah. <laughs> what is slivers? That the, oh. as a sequel, yeah. just full same cast. Carly They're back. Carly and Zeke. Full We'd have to decide. Did he? Did he do? Was time? He right, yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. Is Tom Berenger back as as Jack? Um, oh uh, restraining Jack order. Die? I don't know what his last name is. Uh, yes. He, yeah. Yes. He does. Jack dies. But I think the identity of the killer is kind of not resolved at the end, right? Well, don't they show the, him turn around when the, the final cut yeah. is? Yeah. In the final yeah. cut, yeah. it is revealed to be Tom Berenger and no, yeah. you know, for, at least for, for one of them. Naomi, Naomi is that her name? Yes. At least for her murder. Yeah. In the beginning. Okay. We could have him survive. 
he can find yeah. a way back. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe that we've discussed this entire movie and yet we still haven't touched on the thing, the moment in the movie that really was sort of the, the hype, the ultimate hype of the movie that made people want to see it in the first place, or, you know, a lot of people is the bathtub masturbation sequence. Oh yeah. yeah I forgot I've all been, about that. Is that what I that was? Yeah. It was it very confusing. <laughs> yeah. I thought um, she was itchy. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> she, well, she just was pain. like, like, yeah, like no, trying to grab the walls. Like, yeah. I mean, be like that sometimes. <laughs> I, you know, earlier when you were talking about her orgasm sounds, I actually think those are the 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 least unrealistic thing in the movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying it's like, I mean, there's a lot of diversity amongst humans. Maybe that is someone's <laughs> orgasm. True. But... I, yeah. Orgasm diversity. I, I the, felt like Sharon scene. was trying to sell this idea that, you know, like she is working through something with this orgasm. And mm. I appreciate it. And it exhausts her so exactly. that she basically falls asleep in the bathtub. Yes. Like she, you see her kind of go and fall asleep, which is not at all safe. I wish that they, I wish that they'd faded to black. Yeah. And then cut to her being the phone ringing her being like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh shit. Screaming. Oh, that's freezing. Water. <laughs> Very strange. You know, it's a very enclosed shower, too. I feel like she could suffocate in there. That little round... I, I like tubs myself. <laughs> that little round tub. Oh, man. It did seem like she was working through something. It did. Something's going on. I yeah. Well, she's crying the she's first in there time alone. they have sex, yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. Were we meant to on. believe that she had lost a child before? No, I got a breakup. I got yeah, a breakup. Judy, when Judy initially harangues her about, about going, to, we're going to the opera. Yeah. We're going to the opera. Opera. Mm-hmm. Pavarotti. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. And she's like, I hate Pavarotti. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. Godzilla walking towards us? I know. Is, is there, are we over a subway line? Yeah. There's a screening next door. Okay. There's a rumbling. There's a moment that I that where she, you know she hates looking in the mirror, but in one of the early mirror moments where she turns to the side and like rubs her stomach, yeah, kind of, oh, yeah. Mm, mm, sadly, she and does. I thought, are we, is that telegraphing something? I kept rewinding that too because she turns and looks and then like almost is like shocked to see herself, but it's like a second too late. Yeah, so I kept rewinding that moment because I was like, what is she jumping at? And she doesn't Maybe want to go to the gym belly? because of mirrors. What are you? What, you were she the most beautiful like her body, woman in the world. Maybe. Yeah, you know what? And that is a lesson. Even <laughs> who, the people who are maybe the most be- quote unquote most beautiful people, they got yeah. issues with their bodies. I guess that's yeah. the message of Sliver. Yeah, <laughs> right. love yourself. It can happen yeah. to anyone, and that's like, why it's queer. <laughs> love yourself. <laughs> we did it. <sighs> we did it. We <laughs> solved. <laughs> we solved Sliver, everyone. Uh, okay. So let's let's uh, with all that we've discussed with everything we've been through you guys um does sliver get a pride float? No. Hmm. Well there you have it. <laughs> it's a thinker. They can throw a party. They can throw a like a after party with huge tub. Like no tub is great. coming in it, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. I mean that's what you, they either come or die in the tub in this movie. Like, which one are we gonna pick? <laughs> I don't think I need a pipe, but I would like it with like universal uh, like Hollywood horror nights or something if with one of the houses sure. was a sliver theme. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like Just that. like a scary right. horny oh. you know that Jennifer Aniston picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> a William Baldwin is gonna pop out from behind a, 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 a computer and then yeah. just Fuck the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. So Fast pass. Oh. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> and then I, I with, uh, and then there should be like a non-union actor who plays like Gus, the NYU professor who just follows you around.
around. I'm not a dirty old man, I swear. And you're like, okay, I say thanks. I kind thanks. of assumed he was gay, too. I really? think that's oh. what we were being. Right? We yeah. were getting that energy. Yeah. He was like, we were pals. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it. All right, Gus. I don't think it warrants a float, but I do think that there should be a monthly, not even a weekly, like bar night somewhere where that where the music is, the mu- you know, not just necessarily yeah. the soundtrack, but that that beat, that massive attack, <laughs> mm-hmm. tricky, uh, whatever beat, and just some some wailing because it was yeah. honestly in gay bars it was either that or Cece Peniston, yeah, right. at that time. Yes. And like if you show up with the severe bob and the choker, like you're dressed like Donna Tart, basically you get like your drink, you drink <laughs> for free. Yeah, yeah. Also, CCH Pounder lesbian, right? It's like there's three times she shows up and she's like, "Hi, Sharon, back again." So, what was it this time? Please, I had an opportunity to say CCH Pounder and never took it. CCH Pounder, what were you going to say? So great. Just that I miss her. I yeah. want. I want more of her. I mean, mm. what else is there to say? <laughs> she deserves a pride float. She's. You know what? She's she does in this because movie. she's the only one walking around the movie, looking at all these people, going like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> all of you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Including the cops too. They're all dicks as well. And the she's cops like, are horrible. Why was, in the why was Berenger so well, close with the cops? He was like, you guys all know me. This, this oh, is my really circle of friends. He does ride-alongs to like, you oh, know, research. Oh, right. Shitty books. Dead, does just, he wrote Dead Calm. The cover of the book the is book the poster is for Dead, Dead Calm. Calm. I know, a little yeah. Philip Noyce Easter egg there. Huh? Mm. That's a good movie. That's a good yeah. movie. If you like... If you if you want to see Nicole Kidman get her hair washed with blood, uh, rent Dead Calm. Interesting. Ooh, <laughs> Available on iTunes movie. and other platforms. And Billy Zane. And Billy Zane, yeah. Billy Zane at his peak. Billy Zaniest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a good one. And Sam Neill. Brian and I are rewatching Twin Peaks, and he walked in, and both of us completely forgot that he was in that. He's dreaming. In, in season two? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> well, you guys. We've slivered. We've slivered. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of up and down that elevator. Uh, the oh. elevator is the nicest part of the building. <laughs> Tell you oh, that. I, I do love that when it goes past floors, it goes whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> 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 a nice touch. Right? Yeah. Like, how fast is this thing? Going? Yeah. And also, what's it like? Why? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, as problematic and as crazy as this movie is, I am. Th- sort of weirdly grateful to its existence because it sounds like it was formative for everyone. It sure, really yeah, um, it really it really was that 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 friend at Blockbuster sitting on the shelf winking at you going like I see you queen. <laughs> <laughs> Come find me. Um, okay, well Matt Dave, thank you so much for coming yeah. here. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you Thanks so for much picking for this movie. Yeah. yeah. Where could we find you guys on social media? Um, I'm on Twitter at Matt McConkey. Okay. I'm on Twitter at Dave Holmes. Okay. We make it easy. Yeah. That's pretty much easy to remember. Good. Nice. <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake. <laughs> it. Stop looking at me. I don't know. I'm waiting for Michael That's to pick up. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter at Michael Ken Ken. Uh, Mark, I, you can find me on Instagram at Senior Teen. And you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod. You can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brens. And also, was on the TV in Sharon Stone's apartment, I believe there was an interview with Christine Baranski playing, right? Oh, wow. That's why this movie oh, is I queer. <gasps> there you go. There it is. Oh, okay, finally. bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.